New Zealand supermarkets have had rat problems, this we know, and a mice problem and a pigeon problem for good measure, but it's the rats we seem to mind most, and it's easier to know about a rat problem than to fix it. Just ask the rat catchers at the Dunedin South Countdown. Across the ditch, which even rats can't swim across, plagues of them are swarming into Queensland country towns right now. This is an age-old problem reported by the poet Robert Browning with typical journalistic hyperbole. Rats. They fought the dogs and killed the cats and bit the babies in the cradles and ate the cheeses out of the vats and licked the soup from the cook's own ladles, split open the kegs of salted sprats, made nests inside men's Sunday hats and even spoiled the women's chats by drowning their speaking with shrieking and squeaking in 50 different sharps and flats. Actor David Tennant, who was Doctor Who, of course. Rats, although they are remarkable creatures, are also the most destructive vertebrates in the world after humans. They cause major economic losses to stored and to growing crops. They destroy property. They keep their teeth in great shape by gnawing on our pipes and wires. And they transmit ratty diseases, bubonic plague apparently occurred in New Zealand in 1900, carried by rats. In Britain, rat control is a big issue. In New York, rat infestation is getting steadily worse despite them appointing a rat czar. Chicago is America's rattiest city, and there are T-shirts that say Chicago rat hole. In Dhaka, Bangladesh, there are 25 rats for every person, 30,000 rats per square kilometre. Paris has 4 million rats it can't kill. Alberta in Canada has no rats to speak of. None since 1950, thanks to a diligently patrolled RCZ, Rat Control Zone. Craig Bond is kindly joining us from Good Nature in Wellington. Kia ora, Craig. Nice to have you on. Kia ora, Jim. Thanks for having me. Are the rats winning, Craig? Ah, some days the rats are winning, but I think um, overall we're winning, Jim. We're we're. <laughs> We're getting to understand it. We're, we're developing new tools and processes and community groups around the country are getting behind this. And, and I, I think we're winning. We're definitely winning. Okay. Because it's been happening for years in hot summers, hasn't it? And each summer it does seem to get worse. But I suppose we forget about the previous mentions of it all and it sounds, you know, yucky each time. Can I ask you something? Even in seemingly rat-free times, we are never far from a rat, they say. How far do you reckon on average are we from a rat, Craig? Yeah, we're closer than you think, um, or you like to think. Um, Victoria University did this a few years ago and discovered that I think it's about 25 to 50 metres, maybe a bit further, but we're really close. And if you've got a piece of bush beside your property, you're probably even closer. In 2019, Takanini Countdown had mice, a lot of mice. In 2021, Newtown Countdown blamed warm weather and a nearby demolition site. And last year, I think Christchurch's Eastgate countdown had rats in the salad, as has happened this year too. And there was the interesting explanation. We are aware that there have been some reports of mice in the wider development. Uh, Craig, that trap of yours that you got the innovation grant for, you've got 100,000 of them around New Zealand now, I think. They are working. Absolutely. Yep, they are working really well. Um, And as you say, they're around New Zealand and around the world doing their job. Um, We've got lots of community groups, councils, DOC, 
um, all around the New Zealand and the world using them really successfully. And yours work in an unusual way, if you wouldn't mind describing it briefly for us. Yeah, ours do work in an unusual way. We um, the the good nature trap is an automatic trap. It uses compressed CO two to um, reset itself and go off up to twenty four times, which means you can set this trap and leave it for six months and it will just sit there doing its job controlling rats down to really low levels um, and let you get on and do something else and let the birds flourish that's the whole idea perfect do rats learn from other rats caught in your trap traps do rats get trap savvy no matter how sophisticated the traps are rats are really savvy they don't get they don't get savvy from seeing a dead rat below the trap what usually happens is they eat that dead rat um which is which is um, a bit of a shock to some people, but they do they do communicate with each other around toxins and bait and um, but no they don't get they don't get trap savvy as such, but they do depending on what food sources are around in the environment we have to we have to use different lures at different times of year or if there's if, if we might move a trap to to get into the home range of another rat um, so there are other things we can do if as you say, rat savvy. They're not. They're not rat savvy. We just move to um, catch them. Okay, but they do get bait aware, do they? With the rat bait we can they, buy. Yeah. What happens is they they get a sublethal dose. So they'll take a little nibble of it, um, not enough to kill them. It'll make them sick, and then they'll avoid that in the future. Uh, rats are hitchhikers. I was reading. They like to travel. Um, Alberta which I mentioned, is very vigilant about trucks coming into the province. They throw a lot into this. Rats actually are on the move. Yeah, rats by themselves will only move um, in search of food or if they get kicked out of their territory by other rats. But um, I don't know about if they're hitchhikers as such. They're probably stuck in trucks full of grain or something and they just happen to be taken to other places. But I'm not sure about that um, if they're actually moving. Okay. Rats can produce 12 young every three weeks when conditions are good? Yeah, when conditions are good. You know, we've had this really warm summer. There's lots of food around. Um, This is perfect conditions, which is what we've seen in the supermarkets at the moment. There are a lot of rats and mice around at the moment. Warmer winters, I was reading, mean more rats, Craig, but last winter... Well, it was warm, but it was, I mean, it finished quite coolly. It didn't, it's not like it set us up majorly for the summer, or did it? Yeah, although rats, rats reproduce, breed so quickly. Um, we did have a warm winter, and globally we're having warm winters. So what we're seeing with, with the changes in climate globally is rat populations growing. Um, and, and you talked about, um, you talked about Al- Alberta. What they have is really cold winters, so they have this, annual knockdown, natural knockdown of rat populations. And with warmer winters, that is happening less. So um, warmer winters, warmer summers, more food, better environment for breeding. That's, I, I think that's what we're seeing at the moment. Most days I go down to our lovely local fishing spot in Auckland for you know some quick exercise. And unfortunately, the anglers, not all of them, uh, can leave their litter there. Uh, bait, stinky bait and so on. And the park, the local park can be full of happy families having picnics, but sadly they can go home without their rubbish. This is one of our big problems, isn't it? And illegal dumping and people can't be bothered or can't afford to take surplus rubbish to waste stations. Do you reckon that's all getting worse too? 
I don't know if it's getting worse, but I do know it plays a big part. Um, I was in New York a number of years ago with my wife and we came across late in the evening a rubbish bin and there would have been 50 rats destroying this rubbish bin. There was rubbish everywhere. There were rats everywhere. The same thing happens here. We see it in along our beaches, um, just little bits of rubbish left lying around. It does contribute. Um, is it getting worse? Ugh, I don't know. Hard to tell, but it's definitely part of the problem. Someone says I'm about a foot from a rat. I <laughs> I could hear him. <laughs> I could hear it on the wall last night, and someone else has mentioned uh, the Japanese scientist. I think I remember this vaguely, who made a rat frightened of cherry blossom. Oh, hang on, the texts have just all renewed, so I've lost it. Made a rat frightened of cherry blossom, and the rat handed this fear onto its offspring, so rats can hand on experience to subsequent generations. Uh, and I suppose you were kind of alluding to that when they have conversations about what to touch and what to not. So it's difficult, isn't it? Even with really efficient and high-tech traps like yours, when I asked you if we're winning the ba- uh, losing the battle, we're not fully winning it, are we? No, we're not. No, we're not fully winning it. But I think what we're winning is our approach to it. So we can't be. Um, I think sometimes we get a bit stuck in this. Let's um, let's rely on a single tool to solve the problem. Whereas I think what we're seeing now is this very uh we've we've got community groups we've got different traps um we've got different techniques there's lots of science being done um pestry wellington is is a great example i'm in wellington um pestry murama pestry wellington um with the goal of eradicating rats across wellington um and they're using multiple tools to do that and i think so we are winning in the way we think about it and the different processes we apply to solving the problem we're winning in our heads (laughs) well winning our heads but also winning on the ground you know there's lots of techniques there's a huge amount of work as new zealand as a country is leading this work globally so yeah i definitely think we're winning we're definitely winning jim i saw mentioned in a uk paper craig that we have rats to thank for all the medical research that has led to longer human lifespans nobody says thank you to, to the rat and we, and we also don't actually catch most of their diseases, do we? It may not have been rats that spread the black plague. Yeah, no, we don't we don't catch their diseases. Um, it's incredibly rare. I don't I, I haven't heard of a of a case in New Zealand. Absolutely. You don't want to be bitten by a rat, though, do you? No, but I wouldn't want to be bitten by any um, any animal. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't. Again, highly unlikely, and I don't think much would happen, to be honest. My dad used to say when he was working on farms in South Canterbury that if you accidentally cornered a rat, it would go for your throat. Have you heard that? Um, no, I've heard from my uncle. He was a farmer down in Fairley. Um, he used to kill rats with a shovel, and he would always tie the bottoms of his trouser legs up because he'd say that they'd run on his trouser legs. I don't know how true that was either. Yeah, I think I've heard that as well. It probably is true because <laughs> yeah. you do hear that. Yeah. So dawn yeah. and dusk, because people think, well, I haven't seen any rats. Dawn and dusk are the peak rat times. Yeah, and all through the night. Um, they're not out during the day because that's when predators, other predators are going to catch them. So they're out. We're under the cover of darkness. So that's the, that's their busy time. All right. I was reading if you do see rats during the day that they're either ill or other rats have driven them out of holes after some argy-bargy? 
Yeah, I think both of those are true. I think um, if they're ill, if they've had some toxin and they're feeling not so great, or they've been pushed out of a rat colony by other bigger, tougher rats and they're looking for a new home. Where do they hide out there uh, then during the day when they've all gone to sleep? Um, so maybe in New Zealand, we've got two main species, Norway and ship rats. The Norway rats often will be in the ground um, and ship rats um, in holes, but also in nests and trees. So um, they'll build little nests or find little nests up in the trees. Um, that's the main places they'll. And then, of course, in urban environments, in your garage, in your roof, in your basement, um, anything like that, under if, sheets of tin. If they're in your roof and you're trying to work out if it's rats or birds on top of the roof, which I know happens because it's happened to us, uh, they make a different sound, don't they, rats, when they move around? Yeah, sort of scratchy sounds and they move, they tend to move uh, around the roof a lot in different areas. You'll hear them in multiple areas. Birds tend to nest right beside or very close to where they're entering the roof space. Ah, um, yeah. And of course they make fluttering sounds like a bird does rather than scratchy sounds like a rat does. Okay, so it'll be a scratchy sound. If yeah. they live in sewers, can they ever come up through your toilet as I read they do in the UK sometimes? Yeah, I don't know about this one, Jim. Um, hard to imagine, right? But who knows? And Yeah, possible. Don't rats also like to live in parks? They, they'd prefer solitude, presumably, when, so as you say, they won't be bothered. Yeah, they, they um, rats like, um, you know, not unlike us, they like good shelter, good food and good weather. So anywhere they can get those things, they'll live. I was bitten by a rat, says a texter, trying to catch it in my house. Nothing bad happened, but the doctor said to watch out for rat bite fever. I've, I've never heard of rat, <laughs> rat bite uh, fever. <laughs> How strong are those teeth? What can they eat through? Oh, they'll eat through a copper pipe. Um, they're growing all the time, so they've got to wear them down. Um, so in an extreme case, yeah, I've, I've heard of them biting through copper pipes to get to water. They have to gnaw away, don't they? Their teeth keep growing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're constantly growing like shark teeth. And as with pigs, they act, they, a rat actually prefers not to be dirty, doesn't it? Yeah, they're really they're they're really clean animals, and they um, clean themselves a lot. And it, it's a bit like a cat; they'll kind of brush themselves with their with their feet, and and then lick their paws. And yeah, they're really really clean. Do we need rats for a good ecosystem? Asks a texter. And I noticed another texter earlier said when they eradicated all the rats down by the shores of Lake Geneva, the cockroaches took over. You don't necessarily want to exterminate all the rats, do you? Um, in, the, in a New Zealand context, yeah, absolutely we do, uh, because we're trying to get us back to oh, yeah, yeah. The, the balance we had. Um, Lake Geneva, not sure. I would say... Yeah, you might find when, whenever you take one animal out of a ecosystem, you'll see a spike in another, and then equilibrium will set in as another as another species start catching those cockroach. So it's just about balance. It's about finding that balance and letting letting nature get back into balance. So burger buns and a half a container of fried rice, which shamefully you see strewn every so often. In fact, more than every so often, just thrown away. They're oat cuisine for a rat. Yeah, anything, anything that's um, 
sweet and fatty and nutritious is good good for a rat, just like it's good for us. Great bonds with us. They can live in freezers. I couldn't believe this because if they have access, do you believe it? If they have access to the animal carcasses, it gives them the energy to survive. Yeah, I I, um, I have read this and they evolve to grow longer coats, just like lots of animals do in the winter. But I certainly don't think they would choose it. Um, we know that um, one thing that does knock down rat populations is cold winters. So, uh yeah, I don't think they'd choose a cold freezer over something else. Probably their last resort. They don't hunt mice, contrary to what I've always thought. They have. They don't have predator teeth like cats. No, no, but they will eat mice. Um, you know, a mouse caught in a trap, a rat will come and eat that. It's a free meal, so and it's full of goodies, so why not? Someone said, I've seen a rat. Oh, but more than one person have, has claimed to have seen Rats in their toilets. They live in the S-Bend. Ah. I, don't, I don't know about them. <laughs> but both these top two texts say they live in the S-Bends of the toilet. I don't think that's right, living in the S-Bends. Oh, I could be wrong. But that, that would seem unlikely. But it seems people have seen rats emerge from their toilets. Female rats could be giving birth in some of our comp- compost heaps here. Yeah, and a compost heap um, is the perfect place to live if you're a rat. It's warm. It's full of food. It's safe from predators, so um, yeah, it's a great place. Great place. So, number one tip for homeowners with compost is make sure your compost is rat-proof, and also free of people saying eggshells, any kind of protein and or fat that the something or something sweet that the rat wants to eat. Yeah, and just about anything. You know, they'll eat almost anything. So. Um, Keeping them out in the first place is the key there. So you can put anything you like in your compost. Rat families of 10 or so typically? Yeah, I think the number's around 10, 9 to 12, I think they say, and it can happen three to six times a year, and that's all based on uh, food, weather, shelter. So they don't just keep going. They, they, they wait for a good time of year to do it, which is now. Will Wicker eat rats, asks a texter. I imagine. I yeah, mean, they will. They will. Yeah, they will, and um, they will absolutely. Weka definitely will eat rats. I've seen Weka eat rats. One of the problems with that is if if the rat has consumed poison, the Weka then consume the rat and subsequently are affected by that poison. That's ah. that's one of the big problems with Weka predating on dead yeah. rats. So all the more reason for traps that don't use poison. Absolutely. Rats can be social, I saw in the Guardian newspaper. They'll share food with other rats. You see, you hear of this and you start to like them a bit more. They groom one another. But they're also aggressive, aren't they? They're an aggressive species. Yeah, both of those. Yeah, they, they groom one another. They communicate with each other. But they are also aggressive and they'll, they'll kick, kick each other out of a nest or a colony. Um, if it's getting too big or there's not enough food around, they'll start kicking each other out. And we assume rats kind of wander around aimlessly trying to find food. But as you said, they're smart. They have good memories. They can navigate using their memory. I also read. Yeah, yeah, they can. They can. And they put scent trails down and they'll follow those trails. Um, And their home ranges are often defined by food availability. So if there's lots of food around, they won't move far. But if there's not much food, they'll have to move further afield um, 
in search of food. How big are rat territories? We, I mean, we know about cats. They surprise us. We assume cats have to roam after dark. I wonder how far afield they roam. Again, that's really dependent on food availability. But um, in Wellington, urban rats, about half a hectare. So that's that's a square about 70 metres by 70 metres. So it's a reasonable size, but but not huge. When do rat babies, asks a texter, leave home? How long before the mother kicks them out of the nest? I think it's like a month or something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but it's not very long. They um, they head out pretty quickly. Yeah. They don't have great eyesight. No, no, they use their, they use their sense of smell. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot more than their eyesight. Well, speaking of smell, Craig, will essential oils like peppermint and citronella act as deterrents to rats and mice I also read they don't like bleach, but, well, I mean, who, who would like the smell of bleach? But those, the, the, the more harmless ones like peppermint, could you use that around your home and would it make any difference? Um, my guess is no. Um, and uh, I think it might for a very short period of time, like anything, um, a foreign smell, um, a rat might not be used to it, but very quickly it would, it would get used to it and keep searching for food. So... You know, I I don't believe that stuff will work effectively in deterring rats. And all you're really doing is keeping rats beyond the the, the edge of your home. Um, they're still going to exist outside there. So really, you've got to trap them while they're outside, stop them coming in. Yes, the peppermint's not going to make them leave the suburb, is it? That's the thing. No, no, not at all. Vis-a-vis what you were saying about cold rats, someone says, I worked in a laboratory above... Dairy produce freezers on the old king's. Oh, now it's disappeared again. On the. Where is it? It's gone so far. The texts are coming in so thick and fast, it's gone halfway down the page. On the old king's wharf in Auckland, there were rats in the freezers that looked like kittens. Their, coat, their coats were so long. Wow. That's what you said earlier. They would grow thicker coats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like most animals, thicker coats in the winter and drop their coats in the summer. Great to talk to you. So you're not surprised we get the infestations in the supermarkets because they're a fairly superior creature in terms of being able to survive and um, being clever about how they go about things. Yeah, and, and again, we've had, we've had a nice warm winter and summer and when there's lots of food around, um, you're going to see rat populations grow. I, I know in my garden all the trees are dropping berries at the moment, the nio, the kawakawa, the Topata are all full of berries and they've seed and they're dropping to the ground and and um, the rats and mice are going to turn up soon. So that's what's happening. It's the time of year. Um, there's lots of food around, both man-made food and natural food. And as the colder months come, those rats and mice are going to start coming, looking for warmer places to live, like in our homes and garages and sheds. On that cheerful note, I bid you farewell. Hey, thanks for all the great information, Craig. Excellent, excellent to hear from you. You're welcome, Jim. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Craig Bond.